Hola, it's me. Welcome back, all my beautiful, wonderful people. So excited to be here, of course. I hope you're excited to be here as well. Um, so today, what are we talking about? I kind of want to talk about a wide spread of things, you know, kind of like a think of this like a charcuterie board, like these things are related to one another, but they're separate entities. So overall, we are going to be talking about body image today. Um, body positivity, BBLs, the male gaze, body negativity, things of that sort. Today, we're going to be talking about bodies. And um, yeah, I'm excited and make sure you are subscribed to my podcast. And yeah, let's go. So, I mean, if you're on social media, at some point you've seen, not even at some point you've seen, or if, if you are a human alive right now, if you've been alive for the past 10 years, you've seen something about body image or body positivity all over the internet. And there's always drama surrounding any type of movement, I guess is the word for it, on social media. So, for instance since we're talking about body positivity like the drama surrounding that there's 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 always two extremes I'll say that there's the this is what it is we hate you and then there's the this is what we is we love you sort of side um so let's start off with general body image so what is body image I don't have a specific definition, but I do have two words, well, two phrases, I guess. The aesthetics of your body, like how you feel about your body aesthetically, aesthetically, and sort of like the sexual attraction link with that. Because if you think you're beautiful, then you think you're sexually attractive. Now, I can't speak for, I guess, I don't know how asexuality works, really. So I did not look into that. But I guess maybe asexual people don't think about their body as a a tool for sex or like sexually attractive but me speaking from my perspective and maybe just for the majority I guess um when we think of our body we think of how our body looks and how we feel about it in terms of sex because yeah um so there are different aspects of body image this confused me a lot and I'm going to try to maybe as I say it out loud it'll make more sense to me so there is perceptual which is the way you see yourself then there's affective which is the way you feel about the way you look cognitive the thoughts and beliefs you feel about your body and behavioral which are the things you do in relation to the way your body looks. So if I'm thinking about this in terms of me, um, I have a pretty healthy body image mentality. I have a healthy, uh, yeah, healthy body image idea of myself for the most part. I say 90% of the time. Um, so I would say perceptual, the way I see myself, I see myself as a, a thick girl. I see myself as a thick girl. Um effect of the way I feel about the way I look now this can vary some days I'm like oh you look good some days I'm like you you could lose 10 pounds you could lose 10 pounds um cognitive the thoughts and beliefs you feel about your body also this is this varies as well um so sometimes you may feel wow my body looks good see the way 
I guess, you know, cognitive and affective are confusing me. Um, and behavioral, the things you do in relation. So I'm thinking some days, like, I'll wear things to to hide my body because I don't want to be sexualized or I feel fat and I'm just like I'm gonna cover it all up and some days I'm like yes sis show that body off let's take pictures okay so again four aspects of body image and I'll link the article I got this from in the show notes perceptual affective cognitive and behavioral so I'm thinking about body image on like on a spectrum so one side of the spectrum is I love my body. I'm the hottest thing. Like I am the shit. And the other side of the spectrum is I hate my body. Ew, it's so disgusting. I feel like shit. And of course, we I've everyone is at some point of on the spectrum every day. I don't think that body image is a consistent feeling like you're not always feeling like you're at your best and you don't always feel like you're at your worst. Some days you're just like, hmm. It is what it is. And I think that also we've gotten into this this idea where we have to love our body all the time. Like, can we we could just be neutral about our body. So I did see something on Pinterest a few months ago. Now I think about it. Body neutrality. Just like saying, I have arms that can move and pick up things. I have legs that can walk. Just appreciating your body and its parts for what they are. Just at base level. Like there's no, I love the flabbiness on my arms. It shows that I eat so much or I love the muscles in my calves. It shows that I, you know, not exactly associating a feeling to your body, just being neutral about it. Like, hmm, my body is here. I am here, but I am truly me. Um, and another reason it varies is because as women, our bodies change so much. Like think about how many times your body has changed from when you were a child um, when you hit puberty and your body started to change, like you started to grow boobs and it was like, whoa, what are these? I'm going to hide them. Then you had boobs and you were like, oh, I have boobs. And then after that, hips started to grow. Side note, did anybody else go through a second wave of puberty or is it just me? I feel like I hit a second wave of puberty, like pre-COVID, because I feel like COVID, COVID weight, of course, added more curves but anybody else hit like a second wave of puberty where it's kind of like oh your hips are expanding more or you just really turn into a a woman a womanly body I guess okay so there we is um so overall just wrapping up I guess general body image I think it's important to just try to find the good at every stage of your transition. Like if your body changes, if you're pregnant, you have the baby, now your body's, you know, it's obviously different, like inside and out. Like just appreciating your body for the things it does. You don't always have to love your body. You always don't have to hate your body. Sometimes your body is just that. Okay. So now let's talk about... um the ideal body, I guess, aka the Instagram body, because it seems to be your, the body that is popularized by media is the, the big boobs, the tiny waist and the big hips, or it could be 
just overall skinny. It just depends, you know, just a, a socially acceptable body. I know that in your head, you're thinking of a socially acceptable body and then thinking your head of a socially unacceptable body. Those are just norms set by society. And I think it varies by society, too, because growing up, I know I grew up in the 90s. I grew up in the 90s, early 2000s. Um, there, of course, there were, you know, the white skinny that was what people liked and on a whole. Like, I never felt like... what. Anyway, okay, what I'm trying to say is growing up, I felt like if skinny was for white girls and thick was for black girls that's just what I that's just what I saw growing up that's how I felt I never was like I want to be skinny like the white girls but when I did start putting on weight of course I was like whoa where's all this weight coming from and this is as a child like going through puberty um but overall big butts big thighs that's been popular with within the black community I guess and within it could even be to even go further low-income black community like I never felt like skinny like literally skinny girls weren't it was just like skinny girls are supposed to be white so back to this it's subjective what the ideal body type is is very subjective and I do realize that young girls now are growing up where they actually see these bodies plastered on the internet all the time it's not just like you know you get a magazine and you see this body the celebrity or something it's also like it's right there for everybody and then it's also it's not just celebrities anymore it's literally a regular girl who just got followers because of her body so it is plastered everywhere I am curious to see how I guess elementary I think kids in elementary I'm think I'm I think more curious to see how they grow up versus kids who are in high school right now because it seems the kids in high school right now are a little they're a little they're a little aware of it and they're just like oh you know this is not what everyone's body looks like blah 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 but anyways yes ideal body do I think that everyone should try to have the same body? Of course not. Do I think every single body is different? Of course. Um, do I think everybody should try to be healthy, as healthy as they can be? Because being healthy is, in a way, linked to income. Yes, try to be as healthy as you can be, whatever you can afford. So, with that, let's move into body positivity and body negativity. So when you think body positivity, I think everyone, I think, this is my assumption, that everyone thought about like social media, body positivity, some a fat woman like posting her picture with her rolls and everything and she's in a bikini and she's like, I love my body, body positivity. That is, that's what I think of when I hear body positivity It's sort of been linked to fat acceptance. But I did want to figure out like what the origin of it was like where did it come from so I did do a little research so (laughs) here is our history lesson for the week all right so 
Body positivity was based off a movement started in 1969 by, surprise, surprise, a man. So this man was an engineer and he had a fat wife. And he was upset about the way his wife was treated in society. Like it was just like, hey, she's fat, but she's still a person. So with that, he launched the National Association to Aid Fat Americans. Okay, listen to that name. To Aid Fat Americans. Okay, I, I, it's just the, the name of it really gets me. But um, it later changed to the National, National Association to Advance Fat Americans. So I'll be calling this NAFTA throughout. So remember, NAFTA is the National Association to Advance Fat Americans. Okay. So this was 1969. Side note, 1969 was a popping year. Like everybody was like, accept me for who I am. This is me. We are all different. Hashtag diversity. But it is weird the way everything plays out. So stick with me. Stick with me. Okay. So this was in New York. Things caught on in California like the wave moved through the country so it's 1973 and feminists in California made the fat underground so the fat underground demanded equal rights for fat people and let me see let me see here's here's the oh they declared diet culture as the enemy so this is kind of this is closely closely aligned to what body positivity represents today at least the the Instagram version so they are saying diet culture is the enemy. We we are going to eat. We are going to be fat. It is what it is. And we're going to be empowered. Okay. So surprise, surprise. I know everyone's surprised. Um, NAFA, NAFA, the, the fat association, they did not accept black people into their um, organization as they thought it would dilute the message of fat acceptance. I want to let that sit. I want to say it one more time. The fat acceptance organization, the one who's fighting for acceptance of America, said, black people, you are not fat black people. You are not allowed to join us because right now this is about us. I mean, the queer movement was the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just a little weird to me that y'all be trying to act like y'all so oppressed and whatever, but black people cannot join your movements. But anyways, let me keep going. Okay, so we in the 80s now. This is a global thing. Everybody around the world is like fat, 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 fat. Okay, so the people in London, women in London specifically. So this hasn't been, it was started by a man. But it's mostly women who are representing this movement. There's no man saying, except me for being fat. Okay. So women in London created a fat group. Um, fat, act, fat activists were on talk shows. They were protesting. They were on the lawn of the White House protesting. They were in the gyms protesting. So it's like... I see what you're doing, but why why get in the way of other people? And I tried to like think of this in terms of race. And I'm still trying to create the connection. If you know the connection, please tell me, correct me, put me in my place, okay? But 
Fat people were everywhere saying, you have to accept us for who we are and we are going to disrupt your life until you accept us. And the thing that bothers me, and I was going to talk about this later, about the things that bother me about, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to talk about that. Um, so, what are the effects? Some people were like, if they can love themselves, why can't I? So I don't think anyone ever told a fat person, but it seems to be this is what the, the message was. Like, skinny people and average size people can love themselves. Why can't I love myself as a fat person? You can. It seems as though... And I understand society telling you not to love yourself. And therefore, you're like, I don't love myself because society doesn't love me. And society's telling me not to love myself. And I guess I'm speaking from a place of privilege because I'm not fat. But I feel like you, you actually may not love yourself if you have to force other people to love you. And that's with anybody. But... Now let's travel to the age of the internet. So now there are chat rooms. So think Tumblr, um, YouTube, hashtags. That's where we got body positivity. So this is this is now the age of social media. And when I heard of fat positivity, I want to say it was um, how many years ago? Don't say. I don't remember. But I remember it's, it was at like the height of Tess Holiday. If you don't know Tess Holiday, that's T-E-S-S-H-O-L-I-D-A-Y. Tess Holiday seemed to be like the fat acceptance queen, the body positivity queen. So at this point, it's like fat acceptance and body positivity are one. That is the same term. Okay, so she was on magazines everywhere. She was, she's obese. I want you to Google a picture of her. She's not fat, she's obese. And I don't want anyone to be offended by the word fat. Because I hate the way people are like, don't say fat, it's mean. We call people skinny all the time. Like, stop. That's just like people don't want to say black. There's something wrong with it. That's why you don't want to say it. I guess that's the purpose. But, Tess Holiday, right? Please Google her. Sis is obese. She's completely obese. She was making headlines because she was saying that even though she is fat, she is healthy saying that she went to the doctor and the doctor said she was healthy there's no doctor that ever said that I don't care I know I've never seen her medical records but I know no doctor ever said you're healthy the way you are you don't have to lose weight ridiculous um she was saying that she was sexy sis can be sexy of course but don't say that you are healthy at that weight okay so she was like, I am here. I'm fat. I'm not going anywhere. So she's modeling. She's getting, she's doing runway shows. She's, she's, she's showing it. So if you even like look for, I'm going to link these. There's a, a, um, a video I saw of her walking down a runway. She was wearing heels. You can tell she's struggling and very uncomfortable. And she's just, it's just, and it's not like I'm walking in heels. I'm uncomfortable. It's like, wow, I'm carrying around. I'm going to Google how much she weighs exactly. Let me, okay, I'm back y'all. So I've put a video on the show notes. Y'all need to look at the video. Um, but I couldn't find her exact weight, but if you look, you'll see, I think, I think around 300 ish pounds. I I don't know. Don't know say. I've lost my train of thought because I've started looking at YouTube videos. And also, I want to go back and correct myself about potty, potty, body positivity, the actual movement. 
I think Tess Holiday hijacked it. So it was originally supposed to be for people who cannot change their bodies. So people who have deformities and like burn victims, they can't physically change their body. So that's what body positivity originally was for. But Tess took over and she wanted it to make it about fat bodies because apparently fat bodies were being erased and so on and so on. So let me get back to my um let me get back to where I was y'all. So she was there, right? Um on social media saying I'm here. There were other influencers on the internet saying body positivity be positive blah blah blah. And now we see the emergence of black and brown people too in this movement. So because it's social media, you can't stop anybody from posting. Um, anyone was posting. So now there's like this whole community on the internet. If you search hashtag body positivity on any social media platform, I'm sure you will see um, some overweight woman in a bikini or panties and bra saying, I love my body. And I also, one thing I wonder is why do you always have to be why do women always have to have on a bikini or panties and bras or wear skimpy clothing to show that they are empowered? And this is in general, like not just fat women, but also, you know, the 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 um the IG body girls, the average girls. Why why does being almost naked equate um, almost naked on the internet equate to you loving your body? I'm just trying to figure out why because it seems as though like in order to prove that you are an empowered woman or a or you love yourself you must do the things that society says a woman shouldn't do in a sense so like being sexually promiscuous I sleep with 10 guys I'm empowered I'm a sex worker I'm empowered I'm a stripper. I'm empowered. I have an OnlyFans. I'm empowered. I wear whatever I want to wear down the street and men shouldn't say anything to me. I'm empowered. I just want to like make sure we have a broad definition of what it means to be empowered as a woman and how an empowered woman can show up. That's it. Um... I'm getting off track so much. All right, so body positivity, and it is supposed to be an inclusive movement, right? We are including, It's a, why can't I love my body? Why can't everybody love their body? But it seems as though body positivity now has taken a turn. It took a turn a few years ago where it just meant you are fat and you love your body. So if you worked out as a fat person, there were literally people coming at you saying you are not body positivity because you're trying to change your body. So in a sense, they I mean, they've been bullies from the beginning, fat acceptance people, because I don't want to say that body positivity necessarily means fat acceptance. I want to try to separate the two, but they are kind of one. But fat acceptance people are saying, we hate you, we don't accept you if you work out and you try to change your body, because how dare you? Also, it's come to a point where the, you know, conventionally attractive bodies are the ones that are at the forefront. I think Tess is maybe the only one I've seen, or not the only one, but like she's 
a primary one of where she actually has a fat belly and she is you know promoted as the body positivity girl because other than that it's 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 they they're heavy women but they have a figure eight an hourglass figure and they are still attractive which there's nothing wrong with that but if we want to talk about marginalized people and marginalized communities then i feel like we got to include everybody so mainly i want to talk about body positivity of course for this reason um because it's associated with body image um because with body positivity you're supposed to love your body and everybody else should also love your body because imagine if someone didn't love your body you know what you should do right you know you know what you should do if somebody doesn't love your body right if you're saying move on with your life right now then you are not body positive instead you should harass that person and try to make them accept your body for the way it is okay um that's that's one thing I hate about body positivity. Why are we forcing people to if if they don't like your body, so what? Like it doesn't make sense. Like just looking at and I will try to link different videos I've seen. I know y'all not gonna look at all these videos, but I'm still give you the option of like someone finding like how body positivity activists or fat activists go and harass people for working out who are fat. Like, literally harassing them about, like, working out. And it's like, at some point, y'all gonna have to stop saying that if you are fat, you are healthy. Because I understand, I, I for instance, my body. What's, what is it? BMI. My body's BMI. I'm technically overweight. Technically. But that's for white people. Now, for the white people who are fat, you over your BMI. You over your BMI and you're obese. Like you're literally obese and you're trying to tell me you are healthy. Um, so I'm going to wrap that up. And also one more thing. Y'all, Tess Holiday, if you've seen, if you've went and found a picture of her at this point, she is claiming to be anorexic now. She's claiming to be anorexic now. And I don't think that it's that fat people can't be anorexic because it's an action. Like anorexic does not equal skinny like maybe she'll be skinny eventually if she continues to be anorexic because she says she's been struggling with it for a while it's mostly that she shows herself like binge eating still so what I think body positivity should be I think it should be inclusive to everybody burn victims skinny people dark skinned people light skinned people um transgender people if i want to say i feel positive about my body i should be able to say that i don't think that's wrong also i don't see a lot of men promoting it um and i guess that's not a very manly thing because men aren't told every day to change their bodies you know or that they look more attractive if they do these things like even chubby men or dad bod men or average bodied men they don't they'll still find somebody don't worry like being a man is so easy like you don't have to think about anything (sighs) um 
child. Anyways, just to wrap this up, that acceptance does not mean I have to accept your unhealthy eating habits. I'll accept you if you are fat and you just happen to be. I do think there are fat people that are just like they're fat. I do think that. I don't know the science behind it, but I do think that there are fat people that are just fat. And I think there are fat people that got fat. And it's hard to lose weight, especially as you get older. It's hard for them to lose all that weight. It's hard for me to lose weight right now. Okay. Beautiful. Let's go and talk about um, body negativity real quick. So I think that overall, like I said earlier about this body image, image, image spectrum, you know, we can fall anywhere on the spectrum at any point of the day. It changes. We are fickle. We are human. Body negativity, of course, would be hating your body. And I kind of think that these... Let me let me talk this out more before I actually make that statement. So body negativity, of course, is more like, I hate my body. Therefore, I'm going to do things to make it look the way I think it should look. You don't accept your body. So with body negativity, of course, you you just are focused on comparing and saying what you aren't, essentially. So think about... I would say like, you know, anorexic, bulimia, anything like that. I would even probably say overeating is associated with a negative body image. But we don't really... I think it's... I think body positivity is telling the world that you love your body so much. Hoping that people will accept you and... If people accept you, you'll love yourself. So in a way, I feel as though somebody positive people actually have negative a negative perception of their body and they want the world to accept their body, then they will. And then I want to wrap it up there. Okay. Um, no more with that. Now let's talk about BBLs because like I want to talk about BBLs. Everybody else is talking about BBLs. So if you don't know what a BBL is, it is a Brazilian butt lift where a doctor essentially um, sucks some fat out of your your stomach or your, your lower back and injects it into your butt and everything. I want to know what the... I've been doing some research on it, but I feel like injections have been, I guess, removing the fat. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, now the new thing is... So before people were just getting BBLs left and right. Now all of a sudden, people want to come out with statistics. About, it's the most deadly surgery ever. I don't understand why people would get BBLs. I get it. I hear you. I hear you. And I want to say this because I went to do research. It's a new surgery. Um, there's a learning curve right now. There are so many different methods, apparently, to inject the fat into the butt because it's something about the way the fat travels through your body as time goes on and something like that. That's how people die. And then some people die on the operating table, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, when the tummy tuck came out, it also was the most deadly surgery. People out here getting tummy tucks, it, it, they learned how to do it. And they learned the safe way to do it. Therefore, it's not the most deadly surgery anymore. So I think the hype around it also, it's because people have social media. It's all of our voices are amplified. It's like, yeah, it's deadly. All plastic surgeries, all plastic surgeries 
were deadly when they first came out. I want to go as far as all surgeries. It's an experiment. Every Everything was an experiment at some point. We just have the internet now to actually say it out loud and have people process it. But this isn't new. A nose job was an experiment at some point. People still went and got them. And what make you think if Tracy been saving her money for her BBL, she going to not go get her BBL because one in 3,000 people are dying. Tracy's saying there are 2,999 other people that did not die and she's going to be one of those. Um, and also that number came from a range. So there are some parts of the world where I think it's one in 6,000. Some are one in 2,000. Like it really depends on the doctor. It depends on the doctor and depends on your body. Some doctors are saying, I'm using this injection method to do it. This is the way I do it. And this is the way I'm going to keep doing it. And they're going to do it. It just depends on how your body takes it. It's honestly your choice. It'll get better with time though. It will. So my suggestion is if you want a BBL really badly, one, wait until you have after kids. That's here's here's the thing also. I guess maybe I guess maybe we get BBLs, right? Because you're not gonna BBL for yourself. The conversation about plastic surgery and doing it for yourself is is been beat, just to say it and reiterate it. No one gets plastic surgery for themselves. We don't exist in a vacuum. We're not just sitting at home when I am not sitting at home by myself saying, damn, I wish like when I laid in my bed, my hips spread a little bit more. My, my, my waist was a little bit more cinched. There's literally nobody saying that and doing it for themselves. You want to be sexy, sexy. What is sexy is social a social construct right you see it on in the internet you see it walking around in the mall you want to bbl because you want to be deemed as attractive by men and women that's it you are unhappy with your body i i sound so mean anyways you are unhappy with your body therefore you went and got a bbl it's okay to say that stop saying you got plastic surgery for yourself to feel good about yourself because the recovery don't look fun the recovery does not look fun you mean to tell me you gotta lay on your stomach you have to like that's unnecessary and this is just me saying it's unnecessary because I don't feel like I'm in a pl- I'm not I don't feel I'm not in a place where I would want a BBL so I guess if I were in a place where I felt like okay I look like Spongebob and I want to look like you know what Squidward low-key looked like he had a BBL Squidward let me go look at Squidward real quick um because I'm just trying to compare body body shapes you know Squid nah Squidward Squidward got a little pear shape going on. I could see it in some pictures. He look a little straight. Um, but okay, not not the Squidward body. We don't want it. But SpongeBob body. Then I'd be like, oh, I want a BBL. Then sure, I would go get it. But stop saying that you're doing it for yourself, cause you're not. You're not. Again, you're not. Anyways, the new thing now. And if you were doing it for yourself, if you were doing it for yourself, if you if doing it, if the the end goal is for you to have a 
a healthy perception of your body and to look good and if you were actually doing it for yourself I feel as though you would commit to a healthy diet and a workout routine if you were truly doing it for yourself because you would create healthy habits that would enhance and elongate your lifespan in a sense if you were truly doing it for yourself you're not doing it for yourself because you decide to go under the knife and get cut chopped sucked and sucked and injected for something that you it won't last but sis go get your bbl if you want to that's my opinion um now for friends who are saying it's the most deadly surgery with time it'll get better don't worry um people doctors will learn how to do these surgeries people they will um final lasting thoughts plastic surgery plastic surgery is not done for yourself but it can increase your self-esteem it can help you have a better perception of yourself I think because I mean logically speaking if you don't like the fact that you have um let's say a skinny nose and a flat butt and you go and get plastic surgery to fix those things when you come out of the operating room hypothetically all your problems should be fixed so whatever you because whatever you felt was holding you back now is no longer holding you back being that we are humans and we are not black and white do i think that is completely true no i can see because now you actually have to have confidence with that like do you feel comfortable with your new nose maybe you will maybe you won't jono say um but i mean hypothetically speaking plastic surgery should help you fix your poor body image if that's the problem so i will end it there thanks so much for coming to my discussion about body image body positivity body negativity bbls and other plastic surgeries what are your thoughts what did i miss what do you think all right bye guys